This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding old Dan out this morning. I hope it's a nice morning where you are. It is here where I am, down here in South Louisiana, and uh, we're happy to be with you. The old Trailblazer had been here quite a while now, bringing you these gospel truths. And today we're looking at uh, the sealing work of the Holy Spirit in the believer. I hope you'll uh, pay attention and write and get these messages on tape or CD or now on a thumb drive. Oh, my friend, a thumb drive. What a great, or watch, or whatever. But it, what, a, what a gracious tool it is. It's so easy and so inexpensive. But uh, we will get back to our study. We're looking at the indwelling work or the sealing work of the Holy Spirit. Listen, and uh, let's, let's start over again right here. What a truth that we saw there in our last study, an eternal fact that when God saves a sinner, poor old sinner like the old trailblazer, the Holy Spirit sealed him by imprinting the image of the Son of God upon us. This guarantees that we will be conformed unto the image of his Son in our resurrection. The first signify, this first signifies ownership. 1 Corinthians six nineteen says, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for you, have, you are bought with a price? Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which, which are God's. Oh, my friend. And now let's go on. Let's go on. Uh, here we see the complete exchange of masters. Oh, my friend, we got a new master in Christ. No, no longer Satan. Oh, Satan has ruled us for so long. What a shame, my friend, to be a captive of Satan. Did you know Satan is the god of this world? The god of this world. If you married to an unsaved woman, my friend, did you know that Satan is your father-in-law? Or a lady, my, my lady friend, if you married to an unsaved gentleman, Satan is your father-in-law too. Oh, I know. I know, my friend. I know. I was there. I've been there. Here we see the complete exchange of masters. Before the sinner comes to know the Lord, he is controlled by Satan, as I said, and taken captive by Satan at his will according to 1 Timothy 2.26, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, let me just stop here and mention something. I know many folks today who think Satan is a, a imaginary figure on the side of the highway with a long red flannel suit on and a long tail and a pitchfork in his hand to scare the kiddies at night. My friend, that's not Satan. Satan is a gentleman. Satan wears a, a $1,000 suit and a $400 pair, $400 pair of shoes. I know, my friend. Listen, listen. We've been duped into so long of believing that Satan is just a figure of your imagination, but not so, my friend. He was a Highest archangel, highest created being in heaven. He led to worship in heaven. He was a song leader. He was a prayer meeting leader. He was everything until sin was found in him. And the Lord God of heaven cast him onto this earth. 
cast him out because sin cannot be in the presence of God. And one-third of his holy angels were cast out, never to be redeemed. They don't, and they don't know anything about salvation now because they had never seen themselves as sinners. That's what you and I do. But listen, listen, let's go ahead. And uh, listen, we, we were there. Uh, Ephesians 2, 3, let's go back and read it. Were by nature, were by nature children of wrath, even as others, and a servant of sin. John eight thirty four. Jesus answering them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. The unbeliever, whether in the pulpit, the pew of the world, loves to sin, knows nothing but sin, sees no harm in it, because he is a servant of sin, a child of Satan, and serving his master, the devil. Now, my friend, I know, I know that there's not many folks today who want to be saved. Do you know that? I don't find many want to be saved. I don't find many who are concerned about their poor soul. But do you know why? Because they don't see themselves as sinners. When, when, when man is born into this world, he comes as a sinner, goes astray as soon as he's born, speaking lies, the Bible said. So he doesn't see that he's totally depraved. Well, oh, we deny that from the nth degree, don't you? But we're totally depraved, my friend. Listen, go back and read the story there in the Bible about uh, Cain and Abel. Old Cain, they, did you know they were both taught by their mother and father the way of grace? Because the Lord taught them that. It come time for the offering, come time for the for the uh, sacrifice. And Abel went out there, caught him a little lamb in the first year, no blemishes on it, brought it to the offering, made the offering out of wood, and laid, laid the lamb up on top of it, cut his throat, let the blood run down, trickle down, set the fire, and it consumed that whole thing. Wood, splinters, everything. Just consented, went up in smoke. The Lord accepted it. The Lord had grace upon Adam, Abel's offering. Then it come time for Cain. He was Adam's. He was Abel's brother, and he, he he was a tiller of the soil. He went out in his garden field, whatever, gathered up the best that he could find: like cucumbers and saws, uh, everything, lettuce and tomatoes and watermelons and whatever he could find. The best of it, picked out the very best, brought it to the place of the sacrifice, built a fire, no fire, and built a no no fire from heaven, no fire from heaven, mother, because it was not it was not a blood offering. There was no blood there, and the Lord rejected that offering. Lord rejected it. He went out mad as a hornet, my friend. And the Lord entreated him, asked him, why, why art thou wroth? And where is thy brother? And he said, am I my brother's keeper? We don't hear no more about poor old Cain, do we? No, he's not poor old Cain. He was in rebellion against God and against his brother, and he went out and slaughtered his brother, his brother, his very own brother. And the Lord asked him where Abel was. He said, am I my brother's keeper? 
Oh, my friend, what, what's, you know, sarcasm is a terrible thing, isn't it? Sarcasm is a terrible, he's horrible. Am I my brother's keeper? But he was cast out into the land of Nod, and I don't know what that is. Maybe somebody will tell me. But listen, let's go back to our study. And we're looking at the sealing work of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> but when Christ sets us free, when he sets that prisoner free, delivers him from the power of Satan. See there, I told you, he needs to be delivered. According to John eight thirty six. there we are again in 8 John John 8 instead of Romans 8. If this son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Then he is delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of the son of God. Therefore, listen, he becomes a son of God. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. And again, the word of God says, Now are you the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what you shall be. But when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is, having been delivered from Satan, having been translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. The Holy Spirit stamps the seal of ownership upon that individual, you and me, you and I, you and me. And he forever bears that title, the name, and belongs to God the Father, purchased with all of his own blood, kept by his own power. What a, what a, what a description of salvation, my friend. Then this brings us to the second great truth that we mentioned, sets forth by the sealing work of the Holy Spirit. And that is the security of ever born again believer in Christ Jesus. Listen to Ephesians 4.30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Sealed, made secure, and will be brought through all the floods and storms of life unto the day of redemption, the resurrection of our bodies, and our, and our standing before God the Father, complete in Christ Jesus, our blessed Lord. Just as the uh, lumber, <coughs> lumberman marks the trees in the forest by the seal of the owner, so God's children mark by the seal of the Holy Spirit. <coughs> For John 3.33 says, He that hath received, listen, he that hath received his testing has set to his seal that God is true. Just as the just as the trees were bunched up and sealed by their owners, the imprint for shipment, and wherever those trees were seen, the owner is recognized by the seal. Oh, what a seal you and I have. The Holy Spirit does that work, my friend. But let's, 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 let's take a break there just a moment. We're coming to the end of this section. And we'll be back every day this week, Monday through Friday, with the old Trailblazer broadcast. Yeah, why, could I ask you to call over the back fence and invite other folks to come over and sit on the back porch with you and drink a cup of coffee and listen to the old Trailblazer? Maybe eat a piece of pie? 
Oh, man, no, Dan and I used to be invited in, get a cup of coffee and a piece of pie once in a while. Not no, not lately. Well, maybe it's bad weather or something. I don't know. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pandora. I'm so happy to be back with you. I've been out of the office for a while, had a little accident and was hospitalized for a while. But I'm back now, and I'm not 100%, about 90%, I call it. And I'm uh, about to throw away my walking, throw away my walker and get on a stick, maybe. And uh, would you pray for me? Continue to, oh, how many of you have prayed for me? How many have called? How many have written? How many have sent me cards and letters and, and, and said, Pastor, we're praying for you, and I appreciate every one of you. And you who helped me with the broadcast, oh, I thank you. I thank you. You're doing God's work, my friend. That's being a good steward. And, and I know I know, folks, it's too stingy to pay attention, but we're not that way here at Radio Mission. The Lord has given us a giving spirit. We have a lady that tells me she's saved because she's a generous giver. She's a happy giver, a, a glad giver, and a cheerful giver. She says, I know I'm saved because I'm a cheerful giver, and the Lord loves cheerful givers. Would you would you help me with the broadcast just a little and uh, on a regular basis? That's the main thing. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarva, and uh, I'm here every morning, Monday, every day, Monday through Friday, with another broadcast on the sealing work or the work of the Holy Spirit. And if you would, uh, let me hear from me. Write me wherever you Maybe you've never written, write me. I told somebody the other day, I never have gotten a letter from New Hampshire. Maybe somebody up there would write me, drop me a card. Say, I'm up here in New Hampshire, but remember the old trailblazer telephone number, you might want to call me. Area code 225-664-8658. 225-664-8658. Until next time, may the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you. Goodbye. The Old Trailblazer broadcast is evaluating response from our area. If you want Pastor Pendarvis to remain on the air, email or call the ministry today. Email pastor at radiomissions.org. That's pastor at radiomissions.org. Or call 225-664-8658. 225-664-8658. Let the old Trailblazer broadcast know you want the program to continue airing on this station.